Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 391. Keep playing the game. Hello, everyone. My name is John McGrail. If you think the old wives' tale of losing weight after 40 being harder is bunk, well, you're just wrong. And I believe that if you're not learning, you're not living. Today, I'm going to be talking about my passion for a game that I hope I can persuade you to start, or at least keep playing your own game. So what's today's fun fact? Now, between July 13 and July 14, activewear or workout clothes accounted for $33.7 billion, approximately 16% of the apparel market. We've seen this age of athleisure come upon us. Women especially are buying these clothes not with the intention of hitting the treadmill or yoga mat. They're often wearing them because they're, well, they're comfortable. Huh. What do you know? Speaking of being comfortable and what you know, the Friday Forum is coming up very fast. Your chance to share what you've been learning with us. You can add your voice to the Friday Forum in several ways. By calling 304-837-2278 and leaving a voicemail or by going to www.goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback and leaving your feedback by uploading an audio file using the provided SpeakPipe widget, or you can just typey-typey out an email and send it that way. Now, here's what I learned yesterday. I took a class in college. Now, I know that's not revolutionary or anything, but this kind of class was outside of my comfort zone, for sure. I needed a physical education class in college and to fill my requirements. And I thought, well, why not that one? So you need to understand some context. Three easy points. First, I am so very non-athletically coordinated by nature. Secondly, I have type 1 diabetes, which means that my body does not produce any insulin on its own. Now, insulin is the hormone that helps the cells in your body break down the sugars you eat so that your cells can then turn it into energy. Without insulin, the sugars build up and eventually start doing damage to your internal organs. My explanation is for anyone who might not actually know what diabetes is. But for this kid, growing up in the 1970s, the word diabetes caused teachers, coaches, and most any adults panic. When they heard it, because it just wasn't a lot of knowledge about the disease or how you could fairly easily manage it and still take part in organized sports. Folks like Jay Cutler, quarterback for the Chicago Bears, and many other professional athletes that are out there today were a long way from coming onto the scene. My third point I also deal with exercise induced asthma. Now, with most asthma sufferers, the difficulty is getting air out. With me, it's the opposite of not being able to get sufficient air in. So anything endurance-wise, running, swimming, anything like that are pretty much out. So I took this class in college. The class was great. It was not endurance draining, so I could keep up. Nobody cared that I was type 1 diabetic because outside of letting the teacher know in the beginning, neither one of us really brought it up again. The only hurdle left, that was my non-coordination. Well, let's just say I'm still working on that one. But this class, it brought up the love of this game. It was exhilarating. It was exciting to feel even halfway accomplished at a sport. Let's be honest. It was a major win. 
The game is played in an elongated cube. The cube is 40 feet long, 20 feet wide, and 20 feet high. There are lines on the floor of the cube that specify where certain plays are made. Other than that, there are no markings anywhere else in the cube. The equipment needed is very simple. A small strung racket that is held in the hand, no longer than 22 inches from the bottom to the top of the racket. A rubber hollowed out ball, usually blue in color, but there's no color requirement. And eye protection is always advised. Simple so far, yes? The game must have at least two components, but it can fit up to four. Cube gets a little claustrophobic with four, but it works. It's all about the play of the game. The play begins with the serve, always off of the front wall, and it can hit no more than one side wall before it reaches the floor. The opponent can have one bounce off the floor to strike the ball and have it hit the front wall for their play. The first one to have the ball hit the floor more than once or have the ball not reach the front wall is the loser of the rally. If the person serving wins the rally on their point, if it's the opponent, well, they win the right to serve and hopefully win points. The first player to 15, winning by two, at least in Canada, wins the game. While getting more complicated to explain, that's really it. You just learn 95% of what you need to know going into that cube for the first time. Think about playing a game of pool in three dimensions, holding a racket instead of a pool cue. The idea is the physics to figure out where the ball will be after you've placed it against that front wall, and maybe after it bounces off the side wall, or maybe the ceiling, or hopefully not your opponent, <laughs> or maybe even yourself. As you gain more and more skill, there comes more and more speed with the ball traveling easily at 100 miles an hour or more as it smashes against that front wall. It's a game of high emotions, and those with short fuses are met with bent rackets as the players slam them into the walls or floor after missing a close shot. Or you are the highest of champions when you deflect your opponent's shot beyond reason it hits that wall and dies into the floor. You are the mighty victor of that instant. And it's time to serve and start the next point. The game is exhilarating, exhausting, and one of the biggest rushes I know. The game? Well, most of you, of course, already figured it out. But for the few who didn't, it's racquetball. Now, here's what I learned. The games of life need you as a player. It's too easy to sit back and say, well, I'm not athletic, or I don't have the high-priced wardrobe it takes to be in that yoga class. Excuses. Of course, there are very real physical limitations that people deal with, but one of life's greatest tragedies is not playing, not challenging, not pushing yourself to the next level of play. I've been playing at racquetball for more than 20 years, and I'm not a phenomenal player by any means, but I'm better than I was when I entered that class in Chapel Hill in 1990. I've tried to learn better serve techniques. I've played with some of the best in my area and gotten my dignity handed to me, but I still learned something mostly to get out of the way of greatness. <laughs> In many ways, I'm preaching to the choir here. If we hear it's silly or not learning, then we're not living. That's our mantra. It's true in this cube just like anywhere else. So what's your field? 
It's your running path, your court, your playing space, where the game needs you. I know it's hard to get going sometimes. I, I know there are days when you're just going to have that dignity handed to you. And I know there'll be days when you'll be the highest of champions. The question is, what are you going to do with that learning? I'm John McGrail, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be glad if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash iTunes.